proclaiming the soon return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, preparing the people for the kingdom of heaven, preserving a posterity for the glory of God. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Key of David podcast brought to you by the Watchman of the Wall Ministries. I'm your host, Charles. I thank the Lord above for this opportunity to speak to you. I'm thankful that God has used me in some small way to speak to you, to give you words of encouragement, instructions, teaching, preaching, ever what the Holy Spirit leads in this podcast to say and do. It's for your benefit, listener. It's for your edification. It's to give you something that you can use in the days ahead to make it home to heaven that's what it's all about is making it home to jesus as long as we keep our eyes on him and we keep our hearts in his way and in his light we will make it home but we should encourage one another help one another and do whatever god has given us the talents gifts and abilities to do keep the kingdom of God progressing, to keep the people on the straight and narrow, to help each other make it home. And I hope that something that's said in the next few minutes will do so. And I trust God's going to use this time to help you, to help me, to speak to our hearts, to give us the words that he has on his heart today. And uh, while I'm welcoming you, listener, I want to welcome to the podcast my partner in ministry and my brother in the Lord, Scott. Scott, say hello to everyone today. Well, hello to everyone that's listening. And all I can do is reiterate what Charles said. Well put, Charles. Um, I'm glad to be here. It's it's an honor. It's a privilege to be able to speak for the Lord, especially in these days that we're living in. And uh, I just, I consider it an oasis, this little podcast, not because it's you and I but just because it's the Lord and he's in this podcast, that's the greatest uh, gift that we could be given. That He's in this podcast, he's speaking in this podcast, and he's reaching out to people with this podcast. And I am just tickled to be here. I know we've got a lot to say coming up, and, and some things might be some, you know, a, a strong, if I can put it that way, strong words. But it's for our help because, Charles, we're, in, we're still in a warfare in these in these last days we're still at war um I, it would be great i wish we could get on this podcast and say all is peaceful all is well all we need to do is just read our word and, and pray but we are still in a warfare and i just thank god that he is teaching me in this podcast and and you i assume and others the tools that we need to survive to win this war right. and and uh, if they if the people i believe charles if the people will listen because we're not up here to hear ourselves, We're not up here to, to see how good we can pontificate on a podcast. But I believe if, if we and the people will take the tools that the Holy Ghost is laying out on this podcast and use them and do them, we're going to be successful, Charles. And, and I thank God for that today. I hope you are well as well. <laughs> I am, and I want to thank God for the opportunity, like you said, to be used for the benefit of others and for his glory. We are at war. And the only way that Scott, we're going to make it home is to do exactly what you said, not only be a hearer of the word, but a doer and an obeyer. It's obedience 
that brings victory. Mm. And I want the Lord to have his way in this podcast. Uh, before we get started, I, I always want to go to the Lord in prayer. I want to ask Scott to pray that we take this opportunity to speak exactly what God lays on our heart to treat each podcast as if it were possibly the last time that we have to speak to the people because we don't know what tomorrow will bring. We don't know when they will, the enemy will be successful and shut these types of podcasts down or take away our freedoms to the point where we can't speak exactly what God wants us to say. Um, so while we have a chance and Scott, you know, it's opportunity. That's the, that's the key word opportunity. While we have the opportunity, let's take advantage of it. And speaking of opportunities, there's a couple of scriptures Scott, that God laid on my heart prior to getting started in today's material that I want to read. The first one's found in Isaiah chapter 55 and verse six, it says, seek ye the Lord while he may be found and call upon him while he is near. That means that there's going to be a day where he may not be found easily, or he may not be as near as he is today. So let's take the opportunity. The next verse says, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man, his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord. And he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. And that's exactly what we want to do today is we want to return to the Lord. And I believe that's the key to the scriptures returning to God. The second one I wanted to read was in Hosea chapter 10 and verse 12. It says, sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground. For it is time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. Scott, did you notice that before God rains down, before we even seek the Lord, it says to sow ourselves in righteousness and to break up our fallow ground. That word fallow, mm -hmm. hard ground. I remember back in my young days when I was raised on a farm, my father would take the time to take the plow and hook it up to the tractor and break up the ground and let it be softened. He would just run the plow through the ground and there'd be hard clods that would come up and then he would leave it there. And I'd say, why do you leave the ground like that? He said that the, the cold air in the morning would break up the ground and then the warm warm sun would warm it to where it would loosen and get it ready to receive the seed. Otherwise the ground would be too hard and the seed wouldn't grow and produce like it should. And Scott, that's exactly what this podcast is all about is helping the listener to break up the ground of their heart, to get it soft, to get it broken and get it pliable where the seed of God's word can be sown in it and it take root and bring forth fruit. So those two scriptures are what God laid on my heart. It mm. is time to seek the Lord, Scott. 
It is time to take the opportunity to return to God. And we need to do so so much today, maybe more today than ever before in the history of mankind. Should God's people begin to call upon the name of the Lord? Because like you said earlier, we live in a world where we don't have the peace of God any longer. We don't have the security that we used to have. We don't have the freedoms that we used to have. And every day they're being attacked even more. And uh, the enemy is trying his best to take away the opportunity to seek the Lord. And so let's take advantage of it. Scott, would you pray for us that we will take advantage of this opportunity to seek the Lord, to break up the fallow ground, to listen to the word of God. And like I said before, not only hear it, but obey what we hear. Would you pray? I will do it. And again, listener, this, this time, as we always say, we stop on the agenda that we have. We, we pull away from the message we're about to give and we make it about you. It's your time. And we, we would love, we wish that we could be in a place where we could all physically be in the same spot. It would be great. And we could all pray and uh, see the wonders of God. But for now, we are separated by distance. We're separated by place. But that's okay because the Spirit of the Lord is everywhere. That's the great thing about this. We, we may be physically uh, in, inhibited from each other, but we're still together. We're still one in the Spirit. And we can still pray. We can still touch and agree. Even if we can't physically touch and agree, we can still spiritually touch and agree. It's the same thing in the Spirit. We're not losing anything. And just like Charles said, this, this is a time of war. We don't know how long. I've got to reiterate this for a moment. We don't know how long we can do this podcast. There will come a day soon that they will shut these type of podcasts down. Sooner than you think. There's coming a day that speaking about God or saying anything about God is going to be shut down and stopped. It's coming. It, it, I, I don't think we need a prophet uh, if you're alive on this people planet today and you're listening to any kind of news whatsoever, you feel the same thing I'm saying. You know it's true. It's coming. So like Charles said, while we have a door open, while right. the spirit has the door open, because it's, it's about opportunity, listener. It's about when God opens the door. It's not about when we do. It's about when the Lord opens the door. It's about when he sends the invitation. It's, it's his timing. And his timing is right now. And while we have that door open, let's pray. Let's believe God for miracles. Let's let's see God move on things. Let's let's turn, you know, as they as they quoted so many times, these these preachers today, let's turn from our wicked ways and let's uh, pray for the Lord to heal our land. Now. I would love for God to heal the land, the nation, the world. I'd love for him to, and he certainly can. But for now, let's focus on him healing our own land because proverbially we've got our own piece of ground, don't we? We've got our own family. We've, we've got our own situation. We've got our own job. We've got our own problems. Right now, let's focus on our piece of land and let our piece of land be the oasis that shines on a hillside that other people can see, wow, this person, uh, so-and-so here is not shaking and quaking from, from all that's going on. They're not worried. They're not wringing their hands in fear. Let's go over there and see what the secret to success is. And Come then on. we can let them know 
that it's because we stand with a God who is still on the throne. We stand with the Lord who is still all powerful. We stand with Jesus who is alive yesterday, today, and forevermore, and he's still working with his people. I'm, I'm not preaching. I'm not trying to get started, but I want you to, to be full of faith this morning. What we're about to pray, see, that moves God, faith. You might think it's impossible, but if you believe God can do it, just like the person in the Bible in the New Testament said, he said, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. See, there's there's a part of us that wrestle. I know God can do it. I, I, I know you believe that, listener. You wouldn't be listening to this podcast. You know God can do it. You know he's able. Will he do it for you? That's Come the on. big question. That's what Satan will continue to pump your mind. Would he do it for you? The answer is yes. That's the good news. So let us pray. It doesn't matter if it's if it's sickness, if it's job insecurity, if, if it's trouble. It doesn't matter what trouble it is. God is able. So let's lay down every weight, every problem right here that easily besets us so we can hear the word that is going to be said. Father, we thank you this morning. We humbly come to you in thankfulness and in prayer. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your word. We thank you, God, that you are an oasis that we can run to. God, when we're worried, when, when we're troubled, God, we need to stop running to the Bible bookstore and we need to run to you. Lord, we need to stop running to a church denomination, and we need to run to you. We need to quit going to Walmart and grabbing the newest chicken book for a uh, chicken soup for the soul book, and run to you. That's where we need to run. And God, help us today to find a place in our spirit and in our heart that we can touch you again. Let us open a door, God, this morning that we can be like David, that we can find a hillside somewhere and lay ourselves down with our proverbial little harp and begin to pray and sing and get a hold of you and you meet us there. God, give us a place, a, a time this morning, and we thank you that you're going to do it on this podcast. You're going to meet us here. God, you're going to touch Charles. You're going to move upon his mouth and let him speak as the oracles of God this morning and fill our souls with the word, with the manna. We thank you this morning. God, I pray for every person that's listening to this podcast. I know you're going to give them strength. I just got that settled in my spirit already, already right now. While they're listening to this podcast, they can feel the twinges of peace coming upon their soul. They can feel their self quieted already. I can tell. And God help us this morning. God, let that blanket every person that listens to this podcast. Lord, we don't have to quake and fear and worry and wonder. God, we know you've got all things in your in your hand. You've got control. You've got a plan. And God, we rest in your plan this morning. We rest that you know what you're doing. We rest that the outcome for us is a good outcome, an expected end. God, you're going to take care of us. And Lord, I pray for every person, whatever need that they may be going through, God, I pray that you meet that need. Whatever they're fighting, it might be cancer, it might be whatever. I, I could name a hundred things, but God, you see who's listening to this podcast right now. Your eyes are upon the person that's listening to this podcast. Every man and woman, you know who they are. You know their name. You know what they're going through. And Lord Charles and I and that person on the other end, we touch and agree as a threefold cord. We believe you're going to move. We believe you're going to touch. We believe you're going to help. We believe you're going to answer that prayer. God, I know you can do it, and I know you will do it. 
for that person because you're that kind of God. And we give you praise for the answer. We give you praise for the help. We give you praise for the strength in Jesus' name. And God, we thank you once again for being in this podcast. We glorify you and we lift you up. In Jesus' name we pray and amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, Scott, for that prayer. Thank you, listener, for joining your faith with us. I heard what the Lord was saying through God's prayer. He said, run to him while we have an opportunity. Run to him. Open up your heart and take advantage of the time that we have to seek God's faith, to do those things that will bring us closer to the Lord. Scott, it's what this new series that we began a couple of weeks ago is all about. It's pursuing God. I know that we have been building up to uh, an ultimate message that I believe God has for this podcast. And if there was one thing that I believe that God really wants this podcast to stress is the fact that we need to pursue God to get closer to God. It is in his presence that we will find fullness of joy. It is in his presence that we will find the strength to stand in this evil day. It is in his presence where all the pieces of the armor are. It is in his presence that we will get freedom over the strongholds that are in our lives. Yeah. It is in his presence that we're going to get more of God. And that's exactly, Scott, what we need. If the people would realize the key to getting more of God is God getting more of you. Mm. Mm. That's good. That's good. And, you know, the first week we brought this uh, this pursuit of God up, we tried through the Lord to attempt to, to reiterate and to stress to the listener that the ultimate call on a person's life above everything, they may be called to be a preacher. They may be called to be a teacher. They may be called to be a youth minister. They may be called to be a singer or even just a prayer warrior, giving their heart to God in the prayer closet to see things change in the spirit realm. Whatever calling there is on a believer's life, there is an ultimate calling that is shared by all believers, and that is to seek God. Paul said it this way in our key scripture found in Philippians chapter 3, and I'm going to start at verse 10. It says, that I might know him, the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I may obtain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I'd already attained or either were already perfect, but I follow after that I might apprehend that for which I am also apprehended of. Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Paul knew the ultimate call on his life was to know God, that I might know him. Jesus Christ in his power and in his resurrection and in the fellowship of his suffering. God, we're going to talk both in the weeks to come during this series about the power of his resurrection. 
but we're also going to speak about the fellowship of his suffering. There is no fellowship without suffering, listener. There is no power outside of the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. And we are going to take our time on this series to explain to you by the Lord and with the help of the Holy Spirit what you need to do to get to know God. And that word know is an intimate know that is explained in the word of God, just like Adam knowing Eve and she conceived like all of the men who knew their wives and they brought forth a baby. God wants to know you in an intimate way, not just know about you. Scott, it's possible to read the word of God and know it scripture and verse chapter and verse. But if you don't have an intimate fellowship with God, then all those things are our words on a page. Mm-hmm. I could I could know about you, Scott. I could read about your accomplishments. I could have someone else tell me what you've done in life. I could have someone else dictate to me all the details of how you were born, where you went to school, what you did when you were young, the jobs you've had, the 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 career that you've you've had, the children that you've raised. And I might think to myself, ooh, I really know about Scott. I really know about him. I know all the details of his life. But, Scott, unless I met you for myself, unless Mm -hmm. I got to know you personally, I don't know you in an intimate way. And there are people out there, Scott, I believe with all of my heart, who know a lot about God. They go to church. They listen to the pastor. They've read the word. They've, They've took the time to get to know God. They've studied They've used commentaries. They've gotten study guides. They've went and bought the latest and greatest pastor's study guide to the Bible. And they know a lot about God, but they don't take the time to allow the Holy Spirit to open their heart and reveal to them the intimate things of God. And listener, there are secret places to Mm -hmm. God's heart. I want you to hear me. There are secret places to God's heart that God does not reveal to just everyone. It is to those who, who are really seeking God's face, really making an effort to desperately and deeply know God. And it's those people that God reveals those secret places to Scott. And that's the, that's the next message that we have for this band of listeners that have been faithful with this podcast. That's the next step. That's the ultimate word. The ultimate message that we have in this podcast is knowing the God, get to know God, the pursuit of God. If we can get our listeners to pursue God in an intimate way, Scott, then the whole reason that this podcast was created will be fulfilled. Amen. Amen. Well, I think you just said it in a nutshell. I mean, that's that's what the devil has managed, and we've allowed him. I'm not going to give him so much credit. We have allowed him to, to put us in this place that the gospel is, is in third person, that Jesus Christ is in third person to us. And, and the struggle, Charles, 
the reason that we are more fearful than we are faithful, the reason the, <laughs> the reason that we're in the shape we're in is because we're <laughs> guessing what God thinks. We're, yeah. we're, we're wondering what God believes. We're, we're, we're trying to guess how God, why his motivations are the way they are, because we don't know him. We only know him in the third person. We only know what's written in a theological seminary. We, we've allowed ourselves to get into this position because the devil's through chaos and he's through distractions and he's through, uh, I've got to work 80 hours a week and I've got to deal with this problem and that problem. And you don't take time to pray. You don't take time to get intimate. Um, can I say spiritually make love with the father in heaven? I know that's dangerous. Oh, don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at me. I know it's dangerous, but you know, there's a difference in praying and spiritually making love. There's a big difference here. And, and Charles, I don't know the president. I, I only know him in the third person. I only know what's being told on TV and on radio and stuff like that. So I only guess at his actions. I only wonder at what he's thinking. And, and that causes trouble. That causes conflict. That causes fear instead of faith. But Charles, if we'll take time, I'll say it again to spiritually make love, to pray intimately, to open up our heart, to seek God, like you found a, the knockout, de gorgeous, deadliest looking woman or man that you've ever seen, and, and you're going after it. When we pursue God like that, see, it's a different thing to, to read God in the Gospels, to read Jesus in the Gospels in the third person, and be in a place where he goes, Scott. Yeah, <laughs> that's a big difference when he's calling out your name and he's making it about you and him and you feel that in the, in the soul of your souls. That's a big, big, big difference. You're no longer wondering. You're no longer worrying. You're no longer thinking. You know why he is the way he is. You know why he gets angry. You know why what hurts his heart. You know what makes him mad. You know what makes him happy when you're intimate. And that's that's the thing that the devil has destroyed, Charles, because we can go to theological seminary for 20 years and learn all this head knowledge about God and still wonder and scratch our head why he does the things he does. But when yeah. we spiritually make love, Yep. If I can say it that way, I know that's going to make some people mad, but yep. some people's going to get it. When we spiritually are making love, spiritually, then we're not wondering. We're not guessing anymore. We are in love. We're following him. Uh, Charles, you're going to have to help me with this because I know I've stirred up a little controversy there. But, but oh, no, you said it. it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, those are not – I can't think of any better words to say about the pursuit of God than what you've said. Uh, I've spoke to a lot of people this week, Scott, a lot of my brothers and sisters in Christ, they're concerned, you know, a lot of them have heard about the mandates and I'll, you know, I'll bring up this subject because it's such a sensitive one right now, but about taking the COVID vaccine, there's still a lot of controversies about whether it's a safe vaccine or not. And, you know, there are several brothers and sisters in Christ who have decided that they're not going to take the vaccine, but now they're feeling the pressure, the pressure of a world that wants them to conform to their ways, that wants them to get behind the vaccine like everyone else seems to be. And so they're passing mandates and they're encouraging employers to make it mandatory to take the vaccine and fear has gripped their hearts. 
they're fearful about what they're going to do. They know that if they make a decision and stick to it, that they could lose their job. They could lose the means that they use to supply their, you know, livelihood. And, and the big word I'm trying to reach is fear. Fear is starting to absolutely take over the world. Mm-hmm. Fear of the virus, fear of the vaccine, fear of what's going on across the world in places like Afghanistan, fear of what's going on in our own country with all of the different groups of people that are against one another. But fear seems to be the underlying thing that the enemy has launched. And, uh, I believe with all my heart that the key to overcoming your fear and getting your faith strong is intimacy and pursuit of God. Just like Scott said, making love with God in the spirit is going to overcome that fear that is trying to grip your heart, Scott. That is the key. It's a natural byproduct because if you get in the place where you, I'm not talking about just the, the normal prayer that the denominations push, where you say something for two or five minutes and then get up and, and, and you know, you think you're okay. That's not what I mean. I'm, I'm talking about you doing what it takes to get a hold of God. If you've got to push a plate back, if you've got to turn the TV off, God forbid, if, you, if you've got to turn everything off, if you've got to tell your, your uh, pals that you're not going to go out with them tonight. And, and you might miss a little while of sleep, you know, to, to get a hold of God and get in a place where you hear him call your name. Woo! That's a shock nowadays, isn't it? Because with, the world will tell us that we're psychotic if we're hearing voices. But there is a voice that speaks in the ear. There is a calming voice that says, Hey, you, I am here and I am with you. And I will tell you that when you get into that place, because I have experienced it, when you get into that place, there ain't no vaccine that's going to shake you. There ain't no devil that's going to make you quake. There ain't nothing that the world can offer that'll make you fall in fear. You will be full of faith because the Holy Spirit will have you full of power and strength when you get into that place of spiritually making love. I know I'm going to get flack for that sentence right mm. there, but that's okay. That's okay. Charles, and you are absolutely right. Scott, I feel as if the attack of the enemy is to keep people from pursuing God, period. Yep. 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 And, uh, you know, several places in the Bible describe pursuing God, and God would tell the people, Prepare your hearts to seek the Lord. And that's a curious statement. Prepare your heart to seek the Lord. You know, <laughs> one, one of the very prophetic things that occurred prior to Jesus showing up, it says, I will send, you know, the very last book of the Bible in the Old Testament stated, I will send my prophet. And he will bring the hearts of the people back to God. He will fo- He will get the people to focus their pursuit on God the right way, the intimate way. And one of the things it said was that he would tell them, prepare ye the way of the Lord and make his path straight. And Scott, 
that's the spiritual sentence. That's a spiritual thing to prepare ourselves to seek the Lord. Scott, what does you, what can we tell the people today that are in fear that are, that are striving to seek God's face, but the fear of go of what's going on in the world is distracting them from getting that peace and that relationship with God. The enemy is doing unfortunately a good job. Mm, yes. I hate to give him any credit. I really do. Yeah. But he's doing a great job of distracting the people from pursuing God. How does one prepare themselves to seek the Lord in a productive way, Scott? That's that's what this series is all about. I'll, I'll try to lead through this without letting the horse out of the gate too soon, because I know you're going to start bringing it out. But that's that's what this series is all about. Charles, it started really, even though we did a stronghold series, the last one, it's really still under the same umbrella because if, if you're breaking strongholds, if you're stop, if you stop doing what you were doing before, I'm talking about distraction givers, time eaters. Um, I'm, I'm trying to do this without giving away too much yet, but that when we stop doing those things that were ungodly, when we stop doing those things and take time to pray and saying those things, we're, we're, beginning the process of preparing our heart you will hear preachers that will say it's time to seek the lord okay there were things and and the old testament gives us examples in the physical of what we're going to do in the spiritual right now that's why the old testament's still important hey preacher you can't throw away the old testament it's still important okay so there were things that they did to get ready it's it's kind of like I got to do this, Charles. Forgive me. Forgive me for being so crude. But it, it's kind of like you come home and you tell your woman, or you know, we're going to go out. I got to do it this way. We're going to go out. We're going to go out to eat. Ah, immediately. Guess what that woman does? Come on, man. You know what I'm talking about. She will go into that bedroom and into that yeah. bathroom, and she will begin to prepare herself. She'll take a bath. She'll fix her hair. Whew, I'm about to get excited. She'll, she'll put on her makeup. She'll put on the finest clothes that she got because she wanting to present herself beautiful for you. Something that you can be proud of when you go out. And that's what God is trying to get us to do Amen. is prepare ourselves. I, I, I'm so emotional. I can't do it, Charles. But he's trying to prepare ourselves to get ready for his power and his presence. And I, you've got to take over. I'm just. I'm just too tore up, but uh, we've got to get ready to prepare ourselves. Lord have mercy. I love it. I love the description of preparing ourselves. You know, we are so concerned about the destination that we forget the journey that God wants us, that God has placed us on. If your salvation was only about making it to heaven, why get saved and then live your life for Jesus. Why get saved when you're young and live a long life if all salvation is is to get you to heaven? What point would there be in the journey if the journey is not to get you to know God before you get there? You know, there was a journey that the Israelites took in the wilderness before they got to the promised land. 
And that journey was for several reasons. But one of the reasons that God placed them on a journey that should have took only a few days from going from Egypt to the promised land should have only took a few days. But it took them 40 years. And one of the reasons why God placed them on that journey is so that they could get to know him, know how he operates, know why he thinks the way he thinks and does things the way he does them. And to get to know him intimately. And that's exactly the journey that God places you on, Scott, that God places me on. When we are on this journey or this pursuit of God, it is to get to know God, but it is to get to know God by preparing ourselves like that woman preparing herself to go out with her husband. We prepare ourselves in the same way spiritually. We Mm -hmm. check our heart. We find out if our heart has been won over by anyone else. Scott, if I'm courting a woman, I want to make sure that woman is exclusive to me. Yeah. That she is not enticed by anyone else. That she is not being tempted to go out with anyone else or to be won over by anyone else. And, you know, I wonder how many of us, when we pray to God, pray in such a way that we make sure that God's heart is our number one goal. That we're not distracted or tempted to give our heart to anything else. That's one of the ways that you prepare your heart, young you know, listener, is to make sure that there is nothing else in your heart that entices you like God entices you. That, that you want, hunger for and thirst for more than God because God doesn't want to share you with anyone else. He wants your heart exclusively. He doesn't want to share your heart with the enemy. And so many times, and you know, that's another reason why we did the stronghold series is because there are parts of our hearts, Scott, that are still under the control of the enemy. And as far as God is concerned, that's the same thing as adultery. That's the same thing as fornication. That's the same thing as, as having more than one lover. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. On this. Listener, if you want to prepare your heart to seek the Lord, you have to ask yourself, is there anyone else that is a lover of my soul other than God? How many lovers does God contend with when he's after my heart? How many mm. lovers am I making God contend with when mm. I pursue his heart? I go and ask God, to give me all the blessings of my life. I ask him to answer my prayers. I, I, I bring my petitions before God, but I have other lovers. Why yep. would God answer my prayer? Mm, mm. Yep. yep. God, I'm, so, about, I'm about to preach. Go on, I'm preach, about brother. to preach. God said to Israel in the Old Testament, he said, the reason why you don't see the power of God in your life is because you're playing the harlot on every hill and you're giving your heart to other lovers. And I do not share my heart with someone that has other lovers. And Scott, we must prepare ourselves by making sure that we have no other lovers of our hearts than God. 
Could we not? We, do, we play the harlot on every hill and then expect God's blessings and God's power to be in our lives. Absolutely. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but you, you're, you're on it. You've hit it. Why we, we wonder why our prayers are not being answered. We wonder why that we do, if we do enter into a prayer closet, boy, that's that's a shock. If we do enter into a prayer closet, it's dead and empty. And we wonder why. We, we wonder why things ain't going like they're supposed to, and we're not taking the time to look inward and see if we've got a, a whorehouse going on oh. deep inside our soul. I, I'm just going to use crude words. I'm just going to use it today, Charles. I'm not trying to offend anybody, but if we've got a... Boy, I feel the presence of the Lord. If we've got a whorehouse going on in our spirit, do not expect a holy God to swing by. And there is a part that we have got to play. It's time to clean the whorehouse. It's time to kick the whores out. It's time to get rid of the lovers who are only in it for themselves and for your destruction and find the one who's in it so that he will benefit you. He will help you. He will He will love you. But the benefits outweigh the risks. I, I, I've, got, I've got to stop. And Charles, the, the examples are all through nature can we say prepare our heart to seek god can we can we substitute another word you tell me if i'm wrong i'll take it but can we not use the word courtship here can we not use that word it's a courtship it's it's examples all through nature take the peacock for an example everybody knows the peacock when it takes a notion that it wants to go after that female peacock i hope i'm telling this right i think i am But when it takes a notion to go after that female peacock, what does it do? It spreads out this fan of feathers that's beautiful in color. Oh, my God, it's a fan that's just radiant with beauty and color. And it begins to strut its stuff, so to speak, in front of that female. And it's wanting uh, the female to gain the attention of the female only, not to look at any other peacocks. He's going, hey, hey, you, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look how beautiful I am. And he's and he's strutting that stuff. And that's what we're talking about in a very crude sense. This is what we're talking about is we're doing the things that gets God attention in courtship Amen. so that we can begin to get into an intimate presence with him. No longer a third person. That's what this series is all about. Maybe you can tell this better than I can, Charles. Go ahead. Oh, you're doing a great job. I love I love what you're saying, a courtship. You know, I, I imagine uh, when back when I was courting my wife, what I did, wrote her love letters, sent her flowers, made her uh, to know that she exclusively was my pursuit, that she was the prize. I made her feel like she was the prize. And I said, I will spend my life loving you. I will spend my life lifting you up and adoring you and honoring you and scott that's how we prepare ourselves to seek the lord is we do those things in god's eyes that get his attention like you said we make sure our hearts are exclusively aimed on him we get rid of those things that would offend him scott have you ever stopped Mm. doing something simply so that woman that you were after would get your, you would get her attention. And yes. you, ever you know, you know, when you're, when you're a bachelor, Scott, you're allowed to go out with the guys. You're allowed to spend your time fishing. <laughs> you're allowed to go out and hang out with your buddies, play basketball, spend all your time pursuing, spend your money on things that you want. 
Spend your money and your time on things that make you happy. But when you are pursuing a woman, that man begins to spend his money on that woman instead. He begins to stop spending time with his buddies. And you're not, you know, Scott, once you get that woman, once you're engaged, once you're courted, once you're betrothed, you can't do that any longer. Nope. You don't spend all your time doing what you want. You spend the time doing what she wants. Yep. You get rid of those things in your life. There, ha- there may be relationships, Scott, that I have to have discontinued so that I can win my wife's heart. There are things that I have to give up, pleasures in my life, things, and it doesn't always have to be evil, Scott. That's right. That's right. It doesn't always have to be an evil thing. Definitely, yes, we should get rid of those evil things in our heart that offend God. One of the scriptures I read prior to getting started on this podcast today was Isaiah 55, 7. It said, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Then let him return to God. You know, we're, there's conditions to pursuing God, Scott. Yes, yes. It's like Hosea chapter 10 said, so in righteousness, break up your fallow ground, then seek the Lord. Scott, we want to seek God's favor. We want to seek God's blessing. We want to seek God's love before we even begin to prepare our hearts. And Mm -hmm. we wonder why it doesn't work. We mm-hmm. wonder why there's no progress, why there's no, there doesn't seem to be any evidence of God in our lives. And we're asking God to love us with things in our heart that offend him. We're asking God to love us when we're doing things that we know are against his word. We're asking God to shine his grace and his love and his blessings on us. But we have things, the Bible states, God, if I regard iniquity in my heart, then God will not hear my prayer. That's right. Scott, we are trying. And that's why, you know, Scott has used some rough words today. But I, I, I believe with all my heart, they come straight from God, making love with God. I know that might offend you. And you may, you may not like the words that we're using, but that's exactly what the Holy Spirit is saying. Scott said, clean out the whorehouse that you have allowed the your heart to become in order to seek God's face. And yes, those are tough words to hear, but they're exactly what the Holy Spirit is describing. God has said it in his word. He said it in, you know, it's written in King James language that you play the harlot on every hill and you lay down with other lovers. But God is saying the same thing that's been said on this podcast today. We Mm -hmm. cannot expect Scott to harbor other lovers in our hearts, to give our hearts to things that offend God, to continue to do things that we know the Bible states are wrong. Yeah. There must be repentance. You know, I had I had a whole lesson today, Scott. And <laughs> we'll we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Good Lord willing, we'll get to it. About sanctified holiness and consecrated holiness. Scott, there is a level of holiness that God can only take you to. Mm-hmm. But prior prior to that, 
before we get to the consecrated holiness that only comes from spending time in God's presence, I'm going to try, listener, to get you into the presence of God to begin with. And in order to get into his presence to begin with, where that supernatural holiness takes place, there must be a sanctification holiness. Scott, there's an old phrase, very popular in the Pentecostal faith, in the Pentecostal denomination, but it applies to everyone and probably has been heard by everyone. But it's this, have you been saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost? Yeah, and Scott, yeah. the reason they say that is because they believe there's a process. The Pentecostals would say there's a process. You get saved, then you sanctify your life so that you can be filled with the Holy Ghost of God. And I believe there's truth to those words. Mm-hmm. I believe there's truth. Scott, I got saved, and then I began to seek the Holy Spirit. And in this pursuit of God, we are going to bring up the baptism of the Holy Spirit because there is no intimacy outside of the Holy Ghost. There is no intimacy with God outside of his spirit. The Bible declares who knows the heart of God except the spirit of God and who the spirit reveals God's heart to. There is no intimacy outside of the Holy Ghost. So, yes. If you if you don't like to hear about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I'm sorry, but we are going to bring it up. It is part of the pursuit of God. It is necessary to get to the level that God wants you to get. But before you can even be baptized in the Holy Spirit, there has to be a sanctified holiness, a process, a repentance. I know, Scott, that a lot of people are going to take this the wrong way. And Lord willing, with the Holy Spirit's help, we're going to explain this. But there is a part for the believer to play, a responsibility. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's that's a word you don't hear much in in the house of God anymore, Scott. Two words, discipline and responsibility Mm -hmm. or accountability or accountability. And today we have we have a problem in the house of God today where people are not made responsible for how they live. They're not made accountable for how they mm-hmm. live. They're not they're not brought to a point where, you know, used to you'd have meetings with the pastor and he would sit you down and say, tell me about your prayer life. How yeah. often are yeah. you praying? Tell me about your you're living. Are, are you repenting of the things that are declared to be evil in God's word? Do you hear that going on today, Scott? No. Have you had a meeting with a pastor recently where he had to be accountable? A phone call that says, tell me about how you're living, brother. Tell me yeah. what the Lord's been telling you. What have you been? Re- I heard a devotion this week, Scott, and it was a short devotion, but it was so powerful. A pastor asked another man, what are you repenting of this week? And the man said, (laughs) what do you mean? What am I repenting of? He said, well, what part is holiness playing in your life? And Scott, that's exactly what we're saying on this podcast is God wants a holy heart to live in. He doesn't want to share your heart with another lover. Let's stop for a minute. 
Go ahead. Let's stop for a minute. I'm sorry. I, did, I don't mean to interrupt you, but let's stop for a moment. It's really important. What you are about to say is really important. And and if if I may, for just a minute, cleaning out the whorehouse, we've already said it. I, I hope you're spiritually minded when I'm saying making love in the spirit. It's and and the cleaning out the whorehouse. You you know what I mean in the spirit. And and Charles, I, I think we've got to. There 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 are people that think. Uh, wait a minute now. I ain't got a whorehouse in my heart. I'm not out here taking drugs. I'm not out here drinking. I'm not out here doing the totem pole sins, as they used to say. You know the biggies. You know I'm yeah. I'm not a drunkard. I'm not a I'm not a, a fornicator. I'm not an adulterer. I'm not doing these things. I just work and go home. Some would say right now, okay, there's still a problem, and and I, I I can't say this delicately. I'm saying it in love, but I can't say it delicately, Charles. That there's more whores than just the totem pole sins. If your heart is full of fear, ah, see, if your heart is full of fear more than it is full of faith, then you've got a whorehouse. If your heart is more full of doubt than it is of faith, you've got a whorehouse. You've got a problem. And it's and this series is designed. God has given us this series designed to clear the whorehouse out. Maybe you're not an adulterer, but it's still just the same if you're full of fear more than you are of faith. It's still the same in God's eyes, Charles, and we forget about that. It's the little foxes that spoil the vine, not the big ones. The big ones are easy to see. The big ones are easy to point out. But, Charles, it's the little things like fear, doubt, unbelief, where we've not spent intimate time with God that is a destroyer of our faith and relationship. And I I just got to say that there. We've got to take time to look. Maybe you're not an adulterer, but are you fearful? By God, Revelation declares that the fearful will not inherit the kingdom of God. It's serious, Charles. It's serious. And we've got to clear the whorehouse out of our heart. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Please go ahead, please. No, you're doing a great job. Exactly what I'm saying. There are things that the enemy has woven into false doctrines. It says in the last days that we would give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And that would cause the falling away of the saint from a holy walk with God. And that's exactly what has been done over the years, Scott, is the devil has woven into the doctrine of 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 faith into the apostles doctrine, these doctrines of devils and these seducing spirits that would tempt us and and that would convince us that giving our heart to something else, Mm -hmm. letting fear reside in our hearts, letting doubt and worry. Yes, worry. Worry is part of that whorehouse. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm i sorry, but there's been so many saints that I've spoken to this worried today. They're worried today. They're worried about different things. They're worried about COVID. They're worried about their job. They're worried about their children. But the word, the word declares that worry is a sin. Yes. It yes. is to, to worry about nothing. And you say, but I can't help it. Well, then you've got a whorehouse that you need to deal with. If you Lord help us. That's exactly what the Stronghold series was about. That's what this series is about. If you're one of the ones that worry and can't help it, you have a stronghold in your life. You have a whorehouse that needs to be cleaned out. You cannot, um, you cannot arrive to an intimate relationship with God until you deal with these things. 
And we have a responsibility, Scott, that's still ringing in my ears, that's still burning in my spirit. We as believers have a responsibility to the one who died for us to make sure that our hearts are not filled with other lovers, with other things, with other sin, the sin of rebellion, the sin of uh, of fear, the sin of unbelief, these, the sin of worry, the sin of pursuing something else like money, uh, riches, yep. Yep. anything. Scott, uh, it, your other lovers could be something as simple as Netflix. Oh, yeah. Hulu. Yep. I mean, whatever you spend your time doing, whatever's important to you, you will give your heart to. And you can't serve two masters. And Jesus said, lay up in heaven your treasures for your heart, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Listener, where is your heart today? Charles, I, I, think, heart today? I think I, I got to ask the listener a question. If, if they're still hanging on, well, thank, praise God, if you're still hanging on after this, Amen. this far, uh, thank Amen. you for hanging on. So let me ask you a question, I, and I'm not trying to, Charles, I hope people realize I'm not trying to beat them up today. I, I'm using strong language because we've got a strong war going Amen. on. I'm, use, I'm using crude words because we've got strong delusion going on right now, and, and it must needs be that I use stronger tools because the warfare is stronger now. And Charles, I, I need to ask the listener a question. Maybe they've got a, a, a wife at the house. Maybe they've got a husband at the house. And I, I don't want to ask them something. How would you feel if you walked into the house one day and you caught your wife slash husband with someone else in oh. the house in an intimate fashion? How would you feel? I'm sure you're not going to be happy. I don't think you're going to be doing the happy dance. I think you're going to be hurt. I think you're going to be angry. I think you're going to be tore up. And Charles, we forgot in our theology down through the years that, yes, God is the creator. Yes, he is the father. Yes, he is majestic. Yes, his train that, that's hung over his shoulders fills the temple in glory and significance. Yes, when he speaks, the earth and the mountains quake and fire shoots out and lightning strikes. He's all that. Yes, but also he has feelings. Come on. And I, I think we forgot that. Listen, we are created in his image. And if we have a receptacle within us that can carry love, that's because it was given by God who has a receptacle inside of him that also has love, that also wants to receive love, that also wants to give love. He has feelings like we do, Charles. And, and we forget that these things that we're talking about, the, the things in the whorehouse, they're hurting his heart. Can I, can I, just, get, can I just get that crude for a minute? They're hurting his heart. I can see him sitting up there wherever he's at right now, looking down at some of his mm -hmm. children and the things that we're doing and the things that we're stuck in. And tears are flowing from his eyes because his heart's hurt because of how we've hurt him. And that's what this, this series is designed to do is to stop the hurt in God's mm -hmm. heart. Will you? Will you, listener? Will you stop the hurt? In God's heart, can we do the things that please him, that make him happy because he's gave us so much? And I've got to stop because I'm, I'm getting loud. But that's essentially what this series is about, Charles. Would you agree? Amen, amen. I, it's, it's amazing to me that we've run short on time already. But I know that what Scott is saying is from the Spirit of God. I felt it. God's got 
a heart that feels. He's got feelings and God has emotions. We were made in his image, listener. And the reason you have emotions is because God has emotion. The reason that you are able to feel love and anger and hatred and bitterness and all these things that hit your heart and that tempt you is because you were made in the image of God and God has feelings too. And God feels love for his people. He feels a desire for his people. He wants to share himself with someone. His eyes go to and fro seeking someone he can show himself to, but he's not going to cheapen himself. Listen, Mm -mm. he's not going to, he's not going to whore himself out to to other lovers. Hmm. And I know these are strong words, but we are trying our best to get you to see the way that God sees. God feels like the jilted lover. Mm. God feels like the one who has been, he's been, he's been betrayed by so many things in our lives. He feels like the jilted lover. He feels like he's been heated upon by these things that we allow in our hearts. And we have a responsibility, listener. We have a responsibility to check our hearts and say, what have I cheated on with God? What have I allowed in my life that has caused God to feel the hurt and the shame of a jilted lover, of a betrayed lover, of a a betrayed spouse? Scott, That is what we, I feel like, are saying today is we have a responsibility, an accountability. We need to know and we need to be sensitive and hear what the Spirit of God is saying today, that we have allowed these things in our hearts. And to God, they are like being cheated upon. They're like being betrayed. They're like being Scott, I don't know if anyone listening has ever been cheated upon or betrayed or, 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 you know, even went through a divorce maybe because of infidelity. But how many of us today, Scott, would be divorced? Mm. Yep. If God was that vindictive kind of God, if he wasn't a forgiving God, if he wasn't a God that loves us so much, you know, there's a story in the Bible of a prophet that God made to marry a prostitute. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. And Scott, he did this because he wanted the Israelites to know that this was exactly the marriage that God was experiencing with them because God states the God states that he is forever married to Israel. Now the bride of Christ is Jesus. We are, we are the bride of Jesus, but God, the father is forever married to Israel. And he commanded this prophet to go and marry a prostitute so that Israel would know that this is how he felt with his marriage and his love to Israel. And that prostitute would leave this prophet and go out and whore in the streets. And this prophet was told by God several times, go out and find your wife. 
Go out and find your wife. She's left you again. And that prophet would go out and search for his wife, and he would find her in the ditch. He would find her Mm. in other homes. He would find her in other beds. And God wouldn't let him divorce her. God wouldn't let that prophet give her up. The prophet's probably saying, God, I'm hurt. God, I'm betrayed. God, I've been cheated upon. I have a reason to get rid of her. I have the, I have the legitimate lawful right to get rid of her. And God said, no, you're not allowed. Why? Because God is married to Israel. And even though they played the harlot and the whore, he won't give them up. Mm. And listen, he won't give you up either. But how many of us would be divorced if God had a lawful reason to get rid of those people who have committed adultery against them with their heart? Amen. And Scott, so many of us are playing just like that prostitute, just like that harlot that that prophet was married to. We've been found in the ditch with sin in our life. We've allowed the enemy to... To, to lead us astray, we'd be found in another bed. If God came looking for us, we're found in other places. We're found in other homes. We're found in other arms of yep. other lovers. And God wants you to be exclusively his listener. Yep. And the pursuit of God is all about getting that whorehouse cleaned up in your heart. It's all about becoming exclusively God's, bride god's lover god's woman god's bride no one else's and i'm asking you today check your heart scott check your heart charles check his heart listener check your heart have you played the harlot have you given your heart to other lovers are there things in your life that would cause god to be hurt and offended if they were revealed Are you being a responsible, accountable, disciplined lover of God? Or are you taking God's grace for granted? Are you saying, oh, you know, I can do what I want to do because God's grace allows me to do it. Oh, I can. I Mm. got saved when I was young and, and I'm not living right. But thank God above that salvation's forever. And you know what? Salvation might be forever. But are you going to play the harlot with God? Are you going to drag his love through the dirt? Are you going to make God an open shame? Are you going to make fun of the love that God has for you by playing the harlot, by giving your heart to other lovers? God, I want us to pray. I want you to pray for us because I feel with all my heart that before we can pursue God, we must prepare our hearts to seek the face of God. And the way that we prepare our, one of the ways that we prepare our hearts has been revealed to us by the Holy spirit today. Get your house cleaned up, get your house in order, run the other lovers out, run the other lovers out. There is no competition. God is not a polygamist. Amen. 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 I want you to hear that with 
with with with all of my heart. God is not a polygamist. He don't share his love with others. You are his bride and you're exclusively his bride. He's not going to have you have other husbands. He's not going to have, he's not going to put up with other lovers and he's given us an opportunity, Scott, right now Mm -hmm. to do this. He's given us an opportunity to prepare our hearts so that we can seek his face and pursue him. Like he wants to be pursued. Scott, would you pray for us? If you have anything else you want to say before we draw this, podcast to a close and then once you say whatever's on your heart by the holy spirit pray for us that we will clean our hearts out that we will give our lives to jesus only that we will make ourselves exclusively his before there is a marriage there is a courtship and a betrothal charles before there's a marriage there's a courtship and a betrothal what we're about to do is we're about to pray. Don't take this lightly, listener. Don't don't just frivolously pray this because you think you're supposed to. I mean, don't pray it unless you mean it. Don't don't do it. It's it's a courtship and a betrothal, and that betrothal means that you're contracting yourself after you've after you've got uh, your your person you're going after in that courtship after you attracted their attention and now they're focused on you and we're going to make a relationship together, then there's that betrothal. There's that, or here's another word, engagement. Mm-hmm. There's an engagement. And in that engagement, oh, I feel the presence of the Lord. He's, in that engagement, you are making a contract that no other will you seek. No right. other will you court. No other will you look at. No other will you pant for in the middle of the night. Only the one you are engaged to. Come and on. That's what we, that's what the Holy Spirit through us is saying this morning God is opening the door and he wants us to prepare our heart he wants us to enter into an engagement he will help us clean out the whorehouse in our hearts if we will turn to him God I love that read the book of Hosea will you read it in in your devotional time if you ain't got nothing read that book because we need to realize we are smack dab in the middle of that right now but thanks be to God that he's just like Hosea Thanks be to God he don't give up. Thanks be to God this morning, even though we've played the harlot on many hills, even though we've had sex with many lovers, spiritually speaking, maybe physically speaking for some of you, but physically, spiritually speaking, we've played the lover. Jesus is still reaching out a hand with a broken heart to you and saying, I'm forever married. I'm forever married. I'm not give up on you yet. I'm still seeking for you. I'm still trying to win you over. What a wonderful God we serve. Boy, I could go off right there. But but listen, this morning, we're entering into an engagement. And that's that's what the Lord is asking us to do. Don't pray this lightly. Don't pray this frivolously. Pray it if you mean it. But God will help us. Let us pray. Father, we thank you this morning for this word. What a wonderful, my goodness, how good you are every time. What a wonderful word you bring. What a wonderful invitation you give. And God, first, we confess our sin to you first we've played the harlot i have charles has the listener has we can't we we, we've played the harlot on many hills we've we've done it god we're guilty we confess we confess we're we're sorry for what we've done we're sorry that we were so weak that we could be tempted in such a manner but jesus forgive us forgive us for playing the harlot forgive us for hurting your heart forgive us 
God, for, for breaking your heart like we have. And God, I pray, let us enter into this contract of engagement. Let us enter into this thing with you now, Lord. Give us the strength. Give us, give us the power. Give us, God, what we need to enter into this contract and, and make you happy, make you proud, make, you, make a smile come on your face. Lord Jesus, that we can do this. We enter into this contract with you. Forgive us where we failed. Forgive us where we've sinned. Forgive us where we've had many lovers. And God, send the Holy Spirit to clean out the whorehouse in our hearts. Send, yeah. send the Holy Spirit. He can do it. He's got the power. He can cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He can, he can break free the bonds and the chains that we're in because, God, you know how we are. We can't stop going to the whorehouse. We can't help ourselves. We can't stop it, but you can with your presence. You yeah, can. Lord. God, we pray right now in the name of Jesus, let that power reside in every person that's listened. Break, break, yoke-breaking, chain-breaking anointing in that person in the name of Jesus. And me and Charles, everyone, yeah. God, help us to get prepared because the marriage is coming. I'm spiritually speaking. The marriage yeah. is on its way. The marriage could be at any time, at any moment, at any day. God, help us to be ready. Let us not be found like the five foolish virgins who were asleep when the marriage came by and it was too late. God, help us now, Lord, to be ready. We thank you for this word. We thank you for this invitation. We give you the praise and the glory for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, Scott, for praying. Thank you, Father for telling us what's in your heart. I know it was hard words for us to hear. Listener, it may have been hard words for you to hear. We may have used some terminology that offended you, but remember it's from the Holy Spirit and how offended God feels mm. is more important than how offended we feel. And if you've been offended today, take it and run with it because God's been offended and he's let us know. Yeah. Well, I want to thank God for speaking to us today. I want to thank you, Scott, for helping me with this podcast. I want to thank you, listener, for tuning in. I hope that you have been challenged to take inventory of your heart, to make sure that you are exclusively his, that you are going to clean out the whorehouse that might be residing in your own heart today. We are available for you. We have a Facebook page. We have an Instagram. We have a Twitter account. You can follow us at Cry of the Watchman. You can look for us on YouTube. We are available. We have blogs that will be linked in the show notes of this podcast for you to use to, to broaden your the words that we've said, to stress what we've cried. Uh, listener, we, we asked you to share this message with others. Help us to get this word out. God is using the gifts and resources that we have. But if you help us, you become a productive part of our ministry of the kingdom of God. Help us to share this message with others, to let others know the heart of God and what God really wants in this day and age that we live in. You might be the key that opens the door for someone else to get victory in their life just by being obedient to that invitation and that's that that ability to share this word with others. We pray right now that God has his way in your life. 
If God allows us to meet next week, we will continue the series on the pursuit of God. Prepare your heart to receive his word this week. I know that because God has given this invitation, if you seek him, you will hear from him and be prepared for the next month, next message that comes through this ministry. It is the prayer of the key of David. It is the prayer of the watchman of the wall. It is my prayer. It is Scott's prayer that each and every person listening repents for the kingdom of heaven is at hand.